This is The Guardian. Today, Threads promises to be the kinder alternative to Twitter. Can it deliver? except that people can post longer messages and videos. But the tone, at least for the moment, is less hostile among the people that I follow. So you've got someone giving cooking tips. Someone else is just posting puns. There are links to news articles. And there's Britney Spears promoting her new book. Okay, guys, so I just got finished with my book. It's coming out very soon. I worked my ass off for this book. I had a lot of therapy to get this book done. So you guys better like it. And if you don't- no one had really expected Mark Zuckerberg to launch this app. Big news today. Uh, we are launching Threads, an open and friendly public space for conversations. Uh, you just sign up with your Instagram account. Uh, you have your followers already there. And you could just get into it and get started. And I'm looking forward to uh, the fun journey ahead to turn this into the, the kind of big and friendly community that I think we all want to see in the world. It's been 17 years since Twitter came out. And the way it's been faltering in the past few, losing advertising deals and users, might suggest that people don't really want another text-based platform. But within less than a week of being launched, 100 million people had signed up to Threads. Instagram head Adam Osseri saying of the speed of the AMP's ramp, quote, it's insane, I can't make sense of it. Now this launch does make Threads the fastest growing app in history, topping ChatGPT, which reached 100 million users in two months. And Sensor Tower reports that it's the most downloaded free app in the US. A hundred million pales in comparison to Facebook and Instagram, which both have more than two billion users, and to Twitter, which has over 350 million. But think of the speed in which this has happened since it launched last week. The growth of threads means Mark Zuckerberg claiming an ever more powerful position in our lives on social media and claiming power from his rival, Elon Musk, who, of course, owns Twitter. From The Guardian, I'm Hannah Moore. Today in Focus, threads and the unravelling of Twitter. 
Dan Milmo, you're the global technology editor for The Guardian. And so you probably spend more time than you'd like to writing about these two wildly rich tech bros, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Zuckerberg has launched this, you know, somewhat surprise challenge to Musk with threads as a rival to Twitter. Why has he done that? I think one obvious answer is because he can. Meta's got the infrastructure to do something like this. They've got a record of launching similar products to those of their rivals. I think the prime example that we can probably all relate to in that we've used it or watched it is Reels. On Instagram. On Instagram, which was an obvious response to TikTok. I think in terms of the overall aim, I just can't see it being about making money. Twitter is historically loss-making. Meta is a profit-generating machine. It made an income of about $23 billion last year. I'm not sure if a hyper-successful Threads is going to shift the dial on that. Indeed, they've said they're not planning to sell advertising on Threads just yet. So the main competitive thrust of Threads is just taking another bunch of eyeballs off someone and keeping them within the Meta ecosystem of apps, which is Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp. Thinking about the sort of popularity of Twitter, it's in a really interesting point right now. Elon Musk bought it for, what, $44 billion last year. The world's richest man is now promising a Twitter makeover, proclaiming the bird is freed. Musk tweeting he wants to make Twitter better than ever, adding that the platform has tremendous potential. And anecdotally, it seems to have become, since he took over, less user-friendly and less popular. Some would say a somewhat toxic space as well, depending on who you're following on there. What are the key changes that Elon Musk has made to Twitter? I think a a very key change has been the amount of people that he's let go. He's let go about 75% of the workforce. And it's probably not a coincidence that there have been some glitchy incidents with the use of Twitter as a consequence, which has just added to the general negative headlines around the business. Twitter is kind of a real hot mess today with fake accounts popping up everywhere. The former head of security at the social media company Twitter has accused the platform of hiding negligent practices and failing to properly estimate the number of spam accounts in operation. And now thousands of workers learning they have lost their jobs after being told to check their email. Reports tonight roughly half... He's also reinstated some really unsavoury accounts. Andrew Tate, frankly, shouldn't be on Twitter. Well, there he is posting his usual misogynistic bile. If you allow all people to speak, you will realize that it's a very small, feral group of psychopaths who believe all these insane ideas which have been protected by these social media companies, which are now agents of the Matrix, of course. Donald Trump has been reinstated symbolically because he's not posted yet on Twitter since coming back. So Elon Musk has, through various symbolic actions and also through the glitchiness of the site that has got worse over the past few months, almost discouraged people from using Twitter and certainly discouraged its main financial backers, the advertisers, from supporting it. They don't want to be there because they don't want their content to accidentally turn up next to an Andrew Tate retweet. And generally, if you analyse Elon Musk's behaviour in the short period of time that he's been owning Twitter since October, I think at best... You can say it's been erratic and inconsistent with that view that he believes in free speech. We must protect free speech. And free speech, it's only relevant when it's someone you don't like. The thing about censorship is that for those who would advocate it, just remember, at some point, that will be turned on you. He certainly believes in free action and just doing whatever he likes with Twitter. 
was a scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. So you just don't care? I'll say what I want to say, and if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Zuckerberg ever in the running to buy Twitter? Often, if he wants a company, he'll just buy it. If Zuckerberg was in the running for buying Twitter or indeed any other major platform, he just won't be now. Um, Regulators are made very clear that in terms of growing by acquisition, Meta's as big as it's ever going to get. I feel like uh, it's very unlikely that Zuckerberg will be able to do anything other than launch businesses from within his own fiefdom. So we've got the metaverse concept. I believe the metaverse is the next chapter for the internet. And it's the next chapter for our company too. So I've been thinking a lot about what... And we've obviously got threads. This is the future that is open to Zuckerberg because he's not going to be allowed to buy another Instagram or WhatsApp. This is not an era where big tech deals are going to be waved through anymore. So the idea of buying Twitter, even if it was on Mark Zuckerberg's radar, not going to happen. You're going to have to build it instead. Yeah, so the way that Zuckerberg tends to get around that is basically to eat his competitors, right, by creating new products as part of Meta that kind of ape elements of, you know, you mentioned Reels, which is in the model of TikTok, or stories that they built into Instagram, which was just like Snapchat. How similar would you say Threads is to Twitter? I mean, it's really similar. Twitter's threatened to sue Meta over this, describing Threads as a copycat app. A letter has been sent to Mark Zuckerberg by Twitter's lawyer Alex Spiro. In the letter, lawyer Spiro wrote, Twitter intends to strictly enforce its intellectual property rights and demands that Meta take immediate steps to stop using any Twitter trade secrets or other highly confidential information. Twitter also says that Meta's hired dozens of former Twitter employees and said that they've been deliberately assigned to work on threads. But Elon Musk has got rid of 75% of Twitter's workforce. It's inevitable, I would say, that those individuals, some of them very talented, would end up working at a rival. Meta's communications director has posted on threads that there are no engineers on the team that used to work at Twitter. Zuckerberg has said that threads will focus on kindness which might appeal to people who think that Twitter has become a cesspit, basically, of toxicity. How might Meta actually achieve that? I think Meta has got a track record of content issues that we're all aware of. I think anyone who sat through the Molly Russell inquest like I did would take any assurances on content moderation with some scepticism. Molly was 14 years old. She'd been looking at material linked to depression, self-harm and suicide on social media before she killed herself in November 2017. In a landmark conclusion, the cause of death recorded by the coroner was not suicide. Instead, he stated, Molly Rose Russell died from an act of self-harm whilst suffering from depression and the negative effects of online content. He said the platform's algorithms romanticised acts of self-harm, normalised her condition. 
and that some content discouraged... In, in terms of the Molly Russell inquest, we saw evidence of completely inappropriate content that a, a vulnerable teenager saw related to self-harm, depression, suicide, and it, it got onto the platform and was seen by her. That was on Instagram? On Instagram, and in some instances, an Instagram executive who appeared at the inquest said that that content shouldn't have been there. So immediately you've got a very public admission there from Instagram that sometimes safety fails. Uh, and it is Instagram's moderation guidelines that will be transposed onto threads. So if you go through Instagram's uh, policies on the hate speech, they're strong, they're very clear. It says it will remove content that contains credible threats or hate speech and content that targets private individuals to degrade or shame them. So if you've had a bad experience on Twitter, you look at that and think, well, perhaps Freds will do a better job of keeping me safe. The problem is you're juggling two imperfect arbiters of content in that sense, Meta with its track record, but also Twitter with its letting Andrew Tate back on the platform with the fact that it's got rid of 75% of its staff and a whole host of contractors. That probably doesn't bode very well for moderation. So it's not an ideal situation on, on either side. How are Meta actually encouraging existing Instagram users to get onto threads and how successful is that proving so far? There's an awful lot of publicity around the launch of threads, so that'll be doing its own work. They've obviously got some high-profile adherence to the platform. They started off with Gordon Ramsay and Shakira. Those were the top two people they wanted to target, not Kim Kardashian. Yeah, those were the top two that they mentioned overnight, but there's loads of famous names on it now and that kind of helps. Celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Jennifer Lopez are rushing to join Threads, the newest app... In but also, it's got a flywheel attached to it, which is that if you sign up for Threads, you can transpose your Instagram follower base onto Threads as well. And that you know, quickly helps build a network from scratch. Meta's been able to use the heft of its existing membership base on Instagram to sort of drive a new entity, which has achieved remarkable growth in a, just a number of days. What I found surprising was that I use Instagram a lot and I wasn't pushed from Instagram to go on threads. I haven't seen any kind of advertising on there. Yeah, I mean, I think you just talk about it. You hear from your friends, oh, have you heard about threads? Have you joined it? You can guarantee that there'd be a very strong word of mouth element to this. When you look at threads at the moment, it doesn't feel as dynamic as Twitter. You're not really getting breaking news or even juicy gossip on there. There isn't even a search function. Is what we're seeing at the moment a beta version of the app? Yeah, they definitely said they're going to improve it and work on it. It's one of the reasons why they've said they've not put advertising on it, which would really make it a Twitter killer because there's a load of advertisers holding away from Twitter at the moment. Audi, Pfizer, which is a pharmaceutical company, and quite a few big advertisers that have either gone on pause or they've vastly reduced their spending who, if they're offered what looks like a sensible and well-moderated alternative that is kind and friendly, then they probably go to Fred's. In terms of users, is it possible to tell yet whether people are actually jumping from Twitter to Threads? Or is it kind of like they're having both? I'd imagine that they're having both. Because I still imagine there's quite a lot of Twitter slash Freds users who do want the politics and hard news that Adam Masseri at Instagram has said they don't want. And it would be interesting to see if a sort of 
Twitter-style platform that is dedicated to these categories that Adam Masseria Instagram has talked about, fashion, beauty, sport, entertainment, actually thrives and grows to Twitter size levels without emphasising the politics and hard news that I think a lot of users use Twitter for. That would be just culturally, I find that really fascinating development on social media. Yeah, that would make it really distinctive and include people in a text-based platform who perhaps feel, you know, too scared to even type anything on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Zuckerberg and Musk have clearly got a personal rivalry as well. They've said, however jokingly, last month that they would cage fight each other. It's the battle of the billionaires. After Elon Musk recently challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a potential cage match, and Zuckerberg agreed. The source of their dispute, Zuckerberg's company Meta, is now entering the ring to take on Twitter. This isn't just a a business decision, is it? I would imagine there is an element of slightly eye roll, two blokes flexing their muscles in front of each other. You kind of do just sigh when you see things like these two very rich men offering each other out for a cage fight and Zuckerberg appearing to assent to that. Zuckerberg being obviously the one who literally does train in this adjacent skills to being a cage fighter. The thing that's slightly depressing about it is that Mark Zuckerberg says he wants to emphasise kindness and friendliness and he appears to have accepted an offer to hold a cage fight with Elon Musk because obviously that's the way you should resolve a commercial dispute. But you do just think, is there any sincerity in what you're planning to do with Freds if on the one hand you're talking about kindness and friendliness and on the other you're just like, well, hey, let's have a cage fight. How has Elon Musk responded? Does he see this as a credible threat to Twitter? Yeah, Elon Musk has been on Twitter throwing a few insults Zuckerberg's way. And if he isn't feeling threatened by this, then he should be. Twitter doesn't make money. How is it going? Is, is Twitter in profit now? No, Twitter is, uh, we're roughly break-even at this point. Hasn't made it historically. It has a massive debt burden due to the takeover, i.e. money that Musk borrowed and put on the Twitter balance sheet. So Twitter's really got to start making cash. Dan, people in European Union countries are banned at the moment from signing up to Threads because its privacy policies possibly breach EU data rules. What data is Meta actually collecting on people who sign up to Threads? And do we know how they're planning to use it? If you look at Threads on an app store, it just lists the kind of information that may be collected by Threads. And this includes things like location, search history. It's quite a long list. Obviously, what has made Meta its billions and Mark Zuckerberg his billions is the fact that it's very efficient at collecting data from users and using that as a sort of selling point to advertisers. If you want a person who is X, Y, Z and does this and does that and holidays in these places sort of thing, then we've got that person for you. So that principle will still attach to Fred's even though it doesn't sell advertising yet. It's made clear that it will collect data that could enable that form of targeted advertising. Because of these new, more focused regulations, stricter regulations coming from the Data Protection Commission, Meta itself doesn't really know how it's going to be regulated when it shares the data, your user data of Instagram, across to threads. So for now, if you're in Germany, in Spain, or in Italy, you're not going to be able to access threads. The EU issue appears to be around the Digital Markets Act. Meta is concerned around this piece of EU legislation and 
what its provisions are going to be on sharing data across platforms within a parent organization. So Facebook, Instagram, etc. they harvest a lot of data. And Meta feels like it can't launch Fred's until it's absolutely clear whether or not it can share Fred's data across, mingle it with uh, Facebook, Instagram data and use that to sort of enhance its advertising offering without breaking the Digital Markets Act or in some way tripping up over it. What protections do we have in the UK then? So in the UK, what we're going to get is an equivalent of the Digital Markets Act called the Digital Markets Competition and Consumers Bill, which is going to tackle big tech. But also the Competition and Markets Authority, our competition watchdog, has signalled very clearly that it's not a fan of big tech throwing its weight around. So it's already taken action uh, against Meta on another acquisition. I think you can already see what the EU is doing being replicated in the UK. Can regulators only act retrospectively they they wouldn't get a notification that meta is launching a rival to twitter let's have a look at how this is going to operate i've always thought from covering tech in the time that i've been covering the industry the sense i've got is um is very much the whole move fast and break things thing that social media just sort of turned up and everyone was a bit shocked and it all got a bit out of control and now nearly 20 years after the launch of Facebook, we've got the online safety bill in the UK. Mm. So it's no surprise to me that Fred's just turned up the other day and hey-ho, let's see how it goes. That's how tech does things. So if regulators do have an issue with it and there's been a bit of chat around there potentially being a regulatory issue with Fred's, they have to sit down, look at it, look at what the issues might be, get their paperwork together. It's going to take a while, even if it does happen. And that's very much how it works with tech. The companies do something and then regulators, politicians, legislators eventually turn up and do something about it. Coming up, Threads is here, but is it here to stay? Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. Dan, over the past decade or so, we've seen loads of platforms being launched to great fanfare. I'm thinking about Clubhouse, Vine or Be Real, for example. What would it take for Threads to not just become another one of those apps that launches, has all this excitement around it and then just fades from popularity? Adam Masseri, the boss of Instagram, made a telling comment last week. He said that most new apps fail rather than succeed. So he was deliberately downplaying the success of Threads. I think in terms of what people want, they do want that kindly approach, that friendliness. So I think it will need to achieve that and manage that. I think that'll be a mixture of your faith in moderation and perhaps your faith in humanity. Is it possible to have a Twitter-like platform that is just nice? This will be a, a very interesting test of that because for all the concerns about Meta's content moderation, it probably does have as good an infrastructure as anyone. And I think in order for Mark Zuckerberg to support it, it will need to get advertisers on and it will need advertisers to spend a lot of money on it. What's Zuckerberg's plan beyond launching Threads? I mean, last year he staged this huge launch of the Metaverse and it looked like that was really where he was taking his business. How does Threads actually fit into that wider plan? Yeah, it seems a bit inconsistent. When Mark Zuckerberg announced that he was getting into the Metaverse concept and indeed renamed Facebook Meta, it was difficult to see him focusing on anything else. But then he's talked about this being a year of efficiency for Meta. There's been a lot of focus on cost cuts and saving money. I feel like his focus is just on getting the business back in a good shape in the eyes of investors. It feels like Meta has generated quite a lot of negative headlines over the years. You know, Facebook is not a rampantly growing platform anymore, but it remains an immensely profitable cash generative company. So it can invest whatever it is in Fred's and just to see if it works. And so far it does seem to be. Most of us are going to be on Facebook, Instagram, possibly threads as well. I know that Elon Musk has talked about the possibility of creating a super app that does everything you need. But it feels like Meta is closer to actually making that a reality. Are we potentially looking at a situation where Meta consolidates even more power over the social media that we have available to us? Elon Musk has talked about launching an everything app and his reference being WeChat. For those that have used WeChat, WeChat's actually a good model. If you're in China, it's basically, you kind of live on WeChat. It does everything. It's sort of like Twitter plus PayPal plus a whole bunch of other things and all roll into one with actually a great interface. And it's, it's really an excellent app. It's either convert Twitter to that or start something new. Those are the two. But it, it does need to happen somehow. I mean, two issues with that in the Western world at least, are that uh, politicians and competition regulators, they're looking at big tech right now 
and are, are ready to act if, in their opinion, it gets too big. The legislation has been put in place in the EU and the UK to deal with that. In the US, the Federal Trade Commission has made it very clear that big tech is getting too big for its shoes and that it will look to reduce its power. So if people are concerned about a company like Meta getting too big, well, there are quite powerful organisations like regulators and political bodies that share those concerns and will act upon them. The second one is that in terms of the Western world, at least, there's just the competition issue. I think you've got apps like Uber out there, so it's very difficult for you to launch an everything app that tries to take on Uber within its own little taxi corner of that app. You've also got TikTok, which is obviously, as we all know, an immensely addictive short video app. So you're going to have to try and build a replica of that within your everything app as well. The competitive hills that you have to climb in order to build something like an everything app, are, there's many of them, and they're very skilled and very difficult to replicate and to beat. So I think it would just be too big an ask, even for a company as big as Meta. How will we gauge and how long will it take to gauge the success of Threads? Is there going to be a kind of wholesale transfer of people like Facebook was to MySpace, where at some point we're just going to see everybody shifting over and this other platform being left as like a shell of itself, almost like a time capsule? Given the rate at which Freds is growing, we're probably not going to have to wait that long. If it's reached more than 100 million already, then it's growing so fast that I guess another benchmark would be, does it reach the same number of users as Twitter, which is somewhere above 250 million in terms of daily users. Again, we don't really know much data about Twitter because it no longer responds to press queries and you're relying on whatever Elon Musk says in the various interviews that he does. I mean, whether that means the entire user base of Twitter is transposed onto Fred's, perhaps not, because obviously Fred's is based on Instagram users, but that would be a very significant moment. And then I think you will just notice certain people that you follow on Twitter not tweeting anymore. You'll be relying on that sort of anecdotal sense of um, almost your own behaviour. Like if you want to cover certain events and certain things that you normally use on Twitter and you suddenly start doing it on Threads, well, that's your answer for you. In terms of the first steps that Threads needed to achieve, it's had as good a start as you would expect, I think. That was Dan Milmo. You can, of course, keep up with his reporting on tech at theguardian.com. And while you're there, you might want to take advantage of a special offer that we've got going on on The Guardian Weekly, which is our global news magazine. Every week, it features a collection of the best in-depth articles from across the newspaper. And if you sign up at the moment, you can get 12 issues for £12. To get that offer, you just need to go to theguardian.com forward slash focus weekly. This episode was produced by Cleetzia Sala and sound designed by Rudy Zagadlo. The executive producer was Phil Maynard. We'll be back tomorrow. This is The Guardian. 